this is interesting. Uh, I saw this today in the Toronto Star. Uh, Morgan Campbell was a staff reporter that talked about this in her article. Um, or maybe Morgan's a gentleman. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, Maple Leaf season ticket holders, the renewals will start on Monday and they're going to cost more than they did last season. But the people at MLSE are saying that it's it's for you. They're raising ticket prices for you. Insert laughter here. That's so nice of them. Wow. I'm so glad being Thank so you very thoughtful. much. They said, you know, when the company's analytics team tackled the secondary market, they found that single game leaf tickets sold via brokers and scalpers sold for nearly twice their face value. The markup represents a fat profit for resellers and a hefty incentive to stay in business. So they say the, the ticket prices will rise by $7 to $16 per ticket per game. But uh, the MLSC commercial uh, officer, uh, David, he's the chief commercial officer, David Hopkinson, uh, says the increase won't affect the final price on the secondary market where brokers resell the season seats they're purchasing. He also said that the club is also transitioning from simple selling season tickets to uh, simply selling season tickets to making those seats part of a membership package for big spending diehard fans. What does that mean? We don't know right now because David is away um, on the road, Chris, right? We reached out to MLSE mm-hmm. and what, what the response was, we're where? They are somewhere else. They're, they're, they're traveling with the team somewhere, obviously, where they don't have phones if they can't call us. So I'm assuming they're in the past. Oh, hopefully it's in 67, right? <laughs> they had phones in 67. And they won though. the cup. So I'm thinking maybe it's like uh, more like 1917. They're visiting the, uh, or the first inaugural season just to see how uh, well it kicked off. Are you buying what they're selling, really? I mean, it, it seems a bit disingenuous. People are laughing at the headline and the thought that this is just for us. So we, we reached out to uh, our next bet, best bet to talk about this subject, subject. Daniel, the friendly scalper, joins the show right now. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Um, I just want to say that the bottom line is like any other business, right? It's a business. It's, it's for their bottom line. How is that helping people? Rate? It's like we're going to raise our prices, but we're helping you. It is a laugh. It is a joke. Yeah, they talk about the fact that they're going to raise their prices between $7 and 16 per ticket per game and that they think then the brokers will resell the season seats uh, they purchase and they actually won't affect the final price in the secondary market. Answer uh, this, Daniel. If they raise their prices, are you going to raise your prices when you sell them or are you going to keep them exactly where they were? Well, you have to raise your prices. We have to pay more. And we have to sell them for more. The only thing is that, you know, it's like, it's, it's really a joke because the bottom line is the average guy, the average person now that has a wife and two kids and wants to go to a hockey game and say they want to see one of their favorite teams like Boston, Detroit, Montreal, like the premier games, the prices are at face value are so high now. The average guy doesn't even have a shot. Forget about coming down and trying to get it from somebody in front of the Air Canada Center yeah. selling them. You can't get they, they don't have a chance from the get go. Do you ever and feel guilty them. as a ticket seller? You know, you no. see this guy come up to you with a little kid and it's their dream. They just want to go see this game and, and you're like, No, it's double the double the ticket, the face value. You no, ever I feel a little feel bad. bit bad? No, no, I like I've been doing it forty years and uh, when a guy comes with a kid I always try to give them a break. It's not like, you know, the, the perception mm. is totally wrong and skewed as far as what us scalpers do. It's not, you know, we're, we're, we're business people. We're not, we're, not, we're not out there to harm anybody or mm-hmm. do anything. Here's the difference, though. When a, if somebody comes down to buy a ticket from me or somebody else in front of the Air Canada Center, they have a choice to buy it or not. 
When you go to MLS and try to buy tickets or even Ticketmaster, you don't have a choice. They have a monopoly. You've got to do what they want you to do. You've got to pay what they want you to pay. But it, it's ask, less than what you're paying out on the street in the secondary market is their argument. Pardon? It's less than what you'd pay to a scalper is their argument. Even if it's high, it's not as high as you'd be paying on the uh, secondary that's market. That's not totally true all the time. I'd say probably... You, you taking a loss? 70% of, of the games this year have been under cost price. There's the thing I want to say about Ticketmaster and, and, and the, other, the other ticket agents. It's been under so, ticket price? So yes, sure. Lots of times this year. Absolutely. For Leaf 100%. games? Absolutely. Wow. Everything we need to know how to get crazy. that deal. Well, it could come down and check it out. There's, there's sometimes well, how can you stay you know, in business if you're doing that? Well, because we buy them cheaper. They're not from the season ticket holders. We, we, we understand what games are going to be good, what games aren't going to be bad. When you've been doing this a long time, you can pretty much read the market. And the market isn't like everybody thinks that we're just destroying them down there every game, which is totally not true at all. People getting deals coming down there. Let me ask you a question. I'd love to hear from the average fan who's dealt with uh, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment mm. or Ticketmaster and ask them how they feel their customer service has been. The, if you don't have a credit card, just many people in, in, in society don't have credit cards. If you don't have a credit card, you can't even deal with these people. All right, we're talking with Daniel, the friendly scalper. We're talking about uh, MLSC saying that, you know, ticket prices are going to go up for uh, season ticket holders. Your, your ticket prices will rise between $7 and 16 per game, and they're saying they're doing this for you. David, I, I want to read something to you, Daniel, uh, said by, uh, at least quoted in the Star article, it was by MLSE Chief uh, Commercial Officer David Hopkinson. He said this, here's a quote, if we don't price the tickets appropriately versus what the market is going to pay for them, guess what happens? The tickets don't get cheaper. Just the other guys make more money, and that doesn't help your hockey team. That doesn't help us get better. Let me ask you, Daniel, as a scalper, are you buying tickets? You know, are people buying tickets from you at a higher cost because they have the extra cost, like the extra cash, or are they paying more because they can't buy the tickets anywhere else? I think it's a combination of both. It's about supply and demand. It's like anything else, you know, that's, you know, in the world, supply and demand. We sell tickets. If the market will bear it, sure, we'll we'll get it over cost price. But like I tried to to explain, there's many nights where we take, we get under cost, but we're buying them under cost too. They figure with this 12-month billing cycle they're going to start and automatic renewals that uh, scalpers won't be as interested in the tickets. True? False? You're a scalper. That's got nothing that's irrelevant to us. Here's the situation. If the truth is known, see, there's no transparency with them. If the truth is known, the reason they want the billing cycle is to get their money in as quick as they can and bank it and make an interest off of it. It's all about making a dollar. But they used to be on an eight-month billing cycle. Now they're going to be on a 12-month. Like right. a gym. So every, every it's year. It's all about money. Like the bottom line is money. So like, if they're really worried about the fan, let me ask you this. Why do they have premium pricing? If, if Montreal plays on a Saturday, the same ticket you can buy for Caroline on a Tuesday is, say, 130 140 out of the box office. It's like 180 or 190 Now, if that's not scalping, you tell me what is. Well, listen, Daniel, we didn't get you on the phone because we didn't believe that we believe that uh, MLS is doing this for us. I mean, who raises their prices uh, for, uh, for the uh, person but, purchasing? But I mean, what, that's what irks me. Yeah, I, I have no problem with what they do. They own the tickets. They have a monopoly on it. 
They're supposed to make money. They're the ones that pay everything. Mm. But don't come in the public forum and say it's because of the scalpers. That's where it's a little bit foolish. But the truth needs to be known about Ticketmaster and MLS that, uh, you know, it's not about the ticket scalpers. They want to control the secondary markets themselves and make the money. Yeah, what is their secondary market called? Do you know? I know they have their own. I think it's called Vivid Tickets. Hmm. It's a situation. Ticketmaster was bought up by Live Nations. They used to have outlets all around the city where you could buy tickets. There's no outlets now. So there's no secondary, like people can't go buy tickets. If you don't have a credit card, you can't, you can't go see a concert. I mean, like, what happened to the person who doesn't have a credit card? And, and there's no accountability to them. And if, you, if your company, as Ticketmaster says, is totally against scalping, then why do they have their tickets listed on a scalping website for two, three times the prices? They're doing the same thing as we're doing. I don't mind that. that God bless them. They own the place. That they can do what they want. But don't come into the public forum and say it's about the scalpers that are doing it when you're scalping yourself. Yeah, you're saying this is disingenuous. <laughs> if anybody doesn't believe that, they need to really give their head a shake. Listen, Danny, uh, pleasure having you on the show again. This is our second time we- we've been talking to you about uh, scalping. And um, uh, what's going on tonight at the Gardens? Anything? Or at the uh, Gardens, I, at the ACC? Uh, Holy, my age yeah, is showing. Yeah, the- Toronto is playing Dallas Mavericks. All right. Okay, well, yeah. I guess you'll be out there in the no, snowstorm. No, I won't. No, no, the weather, I'm not too much into this weather, so I'm going to take right. the night off. All right. Well, he's a, a fair weather scalper and a friend of the show. Thanks for joining us, Danny. Anytime. Thank All right. You. Cheers. Bye. Danny Antel is a uh, Danny the Friendly Scalper. Joins the show for the second time in a row, uh, at least when we're talking about scalping issues. Last time we were talking about the tragically hip tickets, and Danny came on the show to talk about, you know, because once again, it was about the scalpers looking bad. Is it the scalpers? You know, I want to ask you this. I, you know, I'd like to turn our direction towards this because I think uh, it's interesting, and a lot of people don't know, but if you're a season ticket holder, what I've heard through the grapevine is that. You know, MLSC has some empty seats. They don't sell all their tickets. You get first crack at buying those tickets. So if you season season tickets, they'll let you know if there's ticket uh, elsewhere that you can buy. I don't know if they do that via email. This is what somebody, this is a secondhand source telling me this. And uh, Chris, you were, you were privy to this information mm-hmm. as well. So this person was telling us that you're offered the tickets first. You can buy them. And a lot of those people will then go and sell them to scalpers, right? Well, yeah, you can do that, right? Because you've already, if you're a season ticket holder, you've already, you've probably got a relationship with a ticket broker. Yeah. So it seems, it seems like they're not doing this for the fans because if you're doing it for the fans, why wouldn't you just go, well, you've got season tickets. Good for you. I'm offering this out to the public at large because I think there's a lot of fans that are not able to go to show. So it seems odd that your solution to keeping prices down is to simply raise prices to regular customers. And I get it that there's a maximum people willing to pay, you know, a maximum amount people are willing to pay on the street. But what you're doing is raising the face value to the maximum in an effort to squeeze profitability out of a resale market. So doesn't that just benefit you, the owners? And that's what Daniel was saying. And he said, you know, they have a right to do that, but don't blame it on us. So what I'm thinking is, Shouldn't the MLSE sports, if it's really about us, shouldn't they be cracking down on scalpers in this way? That if they find out your tickets have been sold through a scalper repeatedly, then you don't get to buy season tickets anymore. You're too, you're turfed. Wouldn't that help the fans in the you know long run here? 
416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. I want to have a conversation about this. Does MLSE have a responsibility or should they go after season ticket holders who are selling to scalpers? Is that not the best way to help out the fans? Maple Leaf uh, Sports are uh, selling their uh, ticket increase for uh, for your season ticket holders uh, as uh, as for you, the fans. It's good for you. Uh, I think if you want to minimize the effect of scalping, go after the scalpers. If you routinely see the same seats being sold on the street, for example, and you know who bought those tickets because they're often often offered to season ticket holders first, so I hear, then don't let the seat holder renew their seats uh, next next season. I'm not saying that people can never resell their seats in the secondary market or that you you know can't make a uh, certain game, then you sell your tickets to a friend. Similarly, if a company gives you tickets to, to customers or something like that, you, know, you shouldn't be penalized. But if you're selling the tickets and it happens over and over again, maybe that's a good way to move things over. It's a wait list. From I mean, it's so long if you want to get on this season ticket holder list. A lot of people would love to. They can't. Hey, Mario, what do you think? This is Talk Radio AM 640. Uh, hi. Great to be on your show. Love the topic. I think what's happening is I think we should limit on selling the tickets. For example, if I wanted to take my son to, let's say, even a rock concert, within one hour, the, t- the concert's sold. Sometimes I don't believe how the system works. Just like he said, there's, there's, there used to be outlets where you can go buy where 90% of the people have credit cards, and maybe the 10% that would go and spend the money don't have a credit card. So I think we should limit the scalpers from getting tickets, number one. Number two, maybe the MSL should open up their own own company to do their own selling. And well, they are. They're, oh, okay, you're talking about because uh, they are have a secondary market as well. Yes, I understand that, and I understand what he's getting at. But the problem is maybe that's what they're doing. They're going to limit these scalpers for doing it. Because if I went to, I've been a Pittsburgh fan since 1984. I used to go see Mary Lemieux play every year. And the tickets were 100 bucks. I used to pay $300 a ticket. And we're going, we're going back 89.90. Okay? Wow. So there you go. There's That's passion. Yes. So now the scalper's collecting $200. Does he pay federal tax? Does he pay a tax? Does he give me a receipt? No. So he's making a pure profit. And, and I, I respect the man for calling, and he's a scalper, and he's telling us his true story. Yep. But he's got to listen to a guy like me where, where 80% of the fans, they sweat for their money. They want to go and see a game, enjoy, and have a beer. But the problem is they don't know if they're going to be able to go to the game because they can't afford it. Appreciate the call, Mario. Good one. Hey, Jeff and Aurelia, your thoughts? Well, Kelly, there's a very, very fine example of uh, business ethics as well as respect for the, the potential customers, and that is Mervish Productions. You can't buy a ticket for any Mervish production from a secondary seller. Mm. And the reason is is that they have their own in-house sales system. So the th- and and the reason David Mervish said the reason why they did this is that they did not want to have economics deprive people of the opportunity to see the productions that they bring into Toronto. There's ethics. That's respect for the customer, and it's not gouging, which you see MLSE doing. Appreciate the call. Hey, Francis, your thoughts on this? Is is yeah. the uh, ticket, ra- the price raise for us? Oh, of course not. Absolutely not. I, the quick point I would just like to make, I'll save you the rant on how Gary Bettman has destroyed the NHL, but back during the lockout, um, when, when uh, the NHL was pushing the NHLPA to accept a salary cap, I think uh, now let's keep in mind the salary cap is the same for every the smaller market teams as well as the larger market teams like Toronto. 
Why did the NHLPA, because the NHLPA did not have fan sentiment behind them. Most fans were, were, were complaining that the, the players were, were overprivileged and spoiled. Why did they not say before they agreed to any salary cap, they wanted to see a cap on ticket prices? Mm. Because while the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are operating under the same salary cap as a small market team, their tickets are four times the price. I don't know why the NHLPA really crapped the bed on this PR move. I mean, why they didn't demand that. Hmm. So you're blaming it. Yeah, you're blaming it on on the Players Association. I'm saying they had that was a bargaining chip Uh they could have used. They would have had a fan sentiment 100 percent behind them. That is an interesting uh, way to look at it. I appreciate the call, Francis. Tony and Mississauga, you're blaming the season ticket holder. Yeah, well, the problem is that uh, my wife and a couple of her friends all work for big law firms in downtown Toronto. Mm -hmm. They all have at least 500 season tickets. 250 pairs, and every single one of them go in a briefcase to Joe, the scalper, if they can't give them to clients. And that I know for a fact. Yeah, I I wonder if you started cracking down. Like I said, you know, if you see this happening over and over again, then you know what? You lose your your right, and somebody on the waiting list now becomes a a season ticket holder. The most important thing is, if we're going to pick the largest law firm in all of Ontario, all of Canada, you're going to tell them yeah, you're right. you won't sell them season's tickets. Meanwhile, they're your law firm, and you do, let's say, $100 million a year worth of business with them? I don't think so. That's yeah, it's, and that is, a, that is a problem. That's too bad. Hey, Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. By the way, when did we start referring to scalpers as being good, normal people, working hard citizens? The last time I checked, if the police wanted to crack down on this, since scalping is illegal, they would be stopping it. So where's our Toronto police force as usual? By the way, it's not exactly hard to find them. They walk around going, tickets, who needs tickets? Yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line is, why don't we send a bunch of cops that are undercover that whack everybody as opposed to chasing people doing 15 over because if you talk to uh if you talk to mike mccormick he'd say we don't have the resources we do not have the amount of cops we're already stretched hey paulo welcome to the show hey thanks for taking my call i mean like what a real first world problem i mean there's a lot of people who have their thumb in this by first of all as far as i'm considered it's any idiot who's willing to pay more than what you can get it for there I, I have zero sympathy for someone that's going to shell out three times the market price for a ticket because they want to see the game, okay? It's not like you're buying something you need for the house. You're not paying for your heating bill. This is a complete luxury. And you're... you're well, I think the response was to the, was in, you know, to the fact that MLSC is trying to sell this, yes. as in it's for you. This is, this is where I'm coming to my second point. The other guy there is saying that, oh, they're, they're skeptical. The scalpers started this this path to begin with. They said they started the original concept of scalping. They set the precedent. So now the primary cell is going, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. If the customer is stupid enough to pay more than what we're charging, let's get a piece of this action. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. I mean, look it. And that's what they say. And they're saying that, you know what? We're realizing that you'll pay more. So why not pay more to yeah. us? Help out the team. Now, what I would like to do, and it would be fun to get somebody from MLSE on the show, maybe when they return from I mean, They're out of town right now. Mm-hmm. They're not available. But maybe when they return to find out how they're going to make it a better team. 
because that's what they're saying. We'll make it a better team. How are you making it a better team? Well, I just think that the the, the sad truth, and they don't they can't admit this, is that scalpers in the secondary market is an integral part of the ticket sales market because that the scalpers make it possible for season ticket holders to exist because most of them can't even afford to go to the games that they own the tickets to. So they can sell those season ticket holders uh, uh, tickets off to a scalper. They get to keep those tickets. Then a company like MLSE or whoever it happens to be gets a guaranteed customer in that subscriber. They have to guarantee that. And if they don't have that number one customer, that guaranteed subscriber, then the whole business model falls apart. If they start going after scalpers in the secondary market, the whole thing falls apart.